is up, guys? This is Podcast 419, and we are all about unpacking what it means for us to make and send disciples who love and live like Jesus. And in order to do that, we are having conversations about the highs and lows of doing life together. There is no conversation too big, no topic that is off the table. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. Let's jump into this episode. What is up, guys? Welcome to Podcast 419. I'm Josh with Brian, Hello. as always. Uh, and I love that we get to have these conversations where we talk about what it what it actually means to be a disciple. Like, how can we not just be disciples, but how can we engage in disciple-making, equip people, mm-hmm. uh, prepare people? And the good news is we never mess that up. Nope. Like, it's always... Perfect. It's never... There's no disciple fails here. We've nope. never happened. No, sir. Nope, mm. nope, nope, nope. Just kidding. Uh, actually, that's the whole point of this episode. Brian, mm-hmm. lay it down for us. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about disciple fails. And we've we've had other episodes on discipleship, like what does it actually look like? And here's the, here's the reality is that because people are involved... There's gonna be some disciple fails. Disciple fails. There's gonna be Facts. some imperfect things. Mm-hmm. And even little preface for you, even Jesus, you know, the perfect one, he wasn't batting a thousand on his disciples. I guess it just depends on how you look at it. It is, and that's actually what we're gonna talk about. Um, is we say disciple fails, but really, I don't think fail is the right word. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, so. So it could mean one of two things. So when when we're talking disciple fails, what we're not what we're not talking about is we're not saying, hey, when I'm discipling a dude. So like for instance, Brian, I'm discipling you. Surprise. <gasps> and uh, say say you mess up. Say you do something dumb, like mm-hmm. you karate chop a stranger. I don't know. I don't know why you did it, but you did. Yeah. Um. And so we have to navigate that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not a disciple fail. That's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's a chance for me as the guy discipling you to shepherd you and to lead you and to love you through that, uh, and possibly to tell you to to stop karate chopping strangers, right? Like it's going to be, be a chance to help grow you and mm-hmm. mature you. So that's not at all what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. What we are talking about is how there are so many instances where we engage into discipling conversations, discipling relationships, uh, and then people withdraw. People are dishonest. People don't do their part. They become inconsistent. Uh, it's when discipleship doesn't work out, mm-hmm. um, and it's fully. And, and there's going to be there's there's three parts to it, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to really focus on two of them. We're going to talk about the discipleship fails that exist in our lives, mm-hmm. um, of, whereas the disciple maker, where I can mess up and have messed up. Sure. And we're also going to focus on how the other part that we don't actually get to control at all, which is partly the frustrating part Mm -hmm. is when they don't do their part, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And I like what you said, because if you're discipling me and then I go off, you like, you're spending all this time and this effort and you're trying to care and shepherd me, um, towards spiritual maturity. Mm -hmm. And then if I go off and do my own thing and you let that burden you, or you have that be a reflection on you of like, man, well, maybe I'm not doing a good job or like, I'm a failure at this or man, I'm just messing up. If you put that burden on you because of my actions, then, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, in something like you just said, you were never meant to actually take on. Um, and it was never yours to control. Like there's a piece that is going to be on, 
the other person. Um, and we even see that in Jesus and his ministry. Um, what did that look like for him? Well, he had, he had two different instances that, that I can kind of see right out of the gate. Uh, when we're, we're taking aside that the disciples messing up in like, cause like Peter, he loved it. He loved to just screw things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, Jesus saw that as an opportunity and shepherded him and led him. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't a fail, but we do have two different instances that are very clear, uh, disciple fails and emphasis on the disciple because Jesus is perfect. Yep. Like Jesus doesn't make mistakes. The way that he shepherded them and led them was exactly what they needed. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't willing to, at least at that time, receive his leadership. And so the two instances that I see are bad Judas. Uh, fun fact: there's two Judases, mm-hmm. and so Judas Iscariot, uh, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't do too great. Right, mm-hmm. like he betrayed Jesus. He was the betrayer. Yep. Uh, the other instance, uh, which maybe you're familiar with, maybe not is when Jesus Jesus has a conversation with his disciples uh, when there were more than 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were there were a ton of them, right? And and he's having this conversation about, hey, like, um, you need to eat my, my flesh and you need to drink my blood. And he's having this conversation that's just so point blank and like yeah. uh, probably not as tactful as I would have thought he would be. And at the same time, Jesus uh, knows their hearts and understands that they need to hear a hard truth mm-hmm. uh, in order to, to kind of uh, what, what's the word like to to filter the flock a little bit and to to make sure that yeah. they're there for the right reasons? Sure. Uh, and so he says this statement, and seventy to seventy two, depending on on where you look, uh, of the disciples leave him, mm-hmm. right? And so they just they leave. They're like, no, no, we can't get behind this truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my favorite part of it, and this is the why the others stayed. Jesus goes to the the twelve that stayed, and he says, hey, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And the response is, where else would I go? And I love that because it's just like, man, like that's got to be the heart of a disciple. Uh, like if you want to have a successful discipleship relationship, that's the response. It's yeah. hey, where else would I go? Like I, like I need this. I need to mature. I need to grow in Jesus. I need to be able to lead my wife. I need mm-hmm. to be able to lead my kids. I need to be able to love and live like him. And I can't do that unless I'm doing it through the the methods that Jesus laid out for us. Yeah. And it's such a great insight to look at that because then if Jesus is the perfect one and, and realizing that, you know, 70 to 72 people, they left him when they were saying, Bye. man, this is too hard or this is inconvenient or I just can't get behind this, that we see, man, if, if Jesus is perfect, then there's got to be something to that because then if it's the role of the person who's in that discipleship relationship and you take on that role, and then if they leave, it's like, okay, well, that was his part. And then there's my part that I have to be responsible for and, and the things that I can control True. and be obedient to Jesus and what he's asking. So I think it's really cool because you can kind of see behind the curtain and gives us a lot of implications as disciple makers in our relationships that we have. Yeah. And I think, and so we get back to the the relationships that exist, uh, the parts of relationship that exist in really just everyday life. Uh, there's your part, my part, and God's part, right? Yeah. Uh, God is always going to do his, like, like we were saying, Jesus is perfect. Uh, God is always going to do his part. We can mm-hmm. trust him to do that. He's going to convict. He's going to work. He's going to soften hearts. Like mm-hmm. he's going to open ears. Um, he's going to do that. Now my part is a little bit harder Yeah. Uh, because in my part as the disciple maker, um, I've got a responsibility to check in. I've got a responsibility to create touch points in, in my relationships with the people that I'm leading. Mm-hmm. Um, like I also have to shepherd my own heart, right? Like if I'm not walking closely or well with Jesus, how am I going to ever encourage somebody else to do that, yeah. right? Or if I'm not giving, am I going to be willing to have giving conversations with the people that I'm leading mm-hmm. or um, serving? Same deal. 
Uh, and so I've got a responsibility to shepherd my heart and press into Jesus. Uh, and that's honestly, that's one of the biggest areas of failure for me is where I have allowed myself to get burnt out um, and to, to distance myself from Jesus, which, which happens sometimes. Like there's highs and lows. Uh, it's not something that I'm condoning, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also a very real reality is like we're going to have harder seasons in our walks. Um, and that's been one of the biggest disciple fails for me uh, where things have been harder. And mm-hmm. so I have been less intentional. Sure. Um, I've been uh, less present with the people that I'm supposed to be leading. Mm-hmm. And that has uh, led to some drift and some misses, not just for me, but for some of the people that I lead. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Like I've felt that before in these discipleship relationships is that when things get hard, um, I tend to stop walking closely with Jesus because I'm trying to put out things that I think are urgent and I give them priority mm-hmm. rather than my time with Jesus. And so I'm ending up giving these people my leftovers of, I'm just trying to swim. I'm just trying to tread water mm-hmm. right now. And it feels really hard for me to intentionally or be intentional with these people um, and really live out what discipleship is with them. And because I'm trying to put out these fires and because of that, I'm not serving them well. I'm not doing it the way that Jesus would um, say is honoring. And so sure. I need to walk closer with Jesus in those times. And that's my responsibility. Like that has nothing to do with the person that I'm discipling, but really is all on me um, mm. and something that I need to work through and actually pick up. Yeah. And so so one of the things that we can do uh, as we are disciple makers is remember that like we can still be discipled. Like we can still like find somebody who is spiritually further along mm-hmm. uh, to walk beside us. Uh, and there's also going to be a season where you're released from that, where like God has prepared you and you're good, but we still need co-laborers. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Keith Ford, that's my dude. Mm, and Shout uh, out. I get to shout out to Keith Ford. I love you, and mm. you're amazing. And I meet with him on Thursdays because, like, I need another just spiritual parent to walk beside me. Uh, and sometimes that's he's walking through something, and I'm, I'm leading him. And sometimes I'm stumbling through something, and he's leading me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a relationship that can help edify us and iron sharpening iron and really just pressing in. And I think we all need that to a different degree. Now, mm-hmm. again, like I would put an emphasis on being discipled yeah. um, and really prioritizing that, um, especially if you're in a season where you're struggling to lead yourself. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is even if you have been in a discipling relationship where you're being discipled, um, and the point of it is so you can reproduce it so you're discipling other people mm-hmm. so that when you're released, what you're saying is that you can still be discipled by other people, even if you're a spiritual parent. Yeah, I would still make that a priority if that's if that's what you're needing in that season. Seek somebody out who has a relationship with Jesus that you want, mm-hmm. uh, and start meeting and start getting like pressing in together. Uh, now, again, like there's going to be a time where like you probably are just your co-laborers just getting after it together. Um, and, and that's a win if that's mm-hmm. where, you, where you get. Now, you're still leading other people to do that, right? And the, sure. the goal isn't just to get a bunch of spiritual giants to hang out on Wednesdays and that be all you guys do. Yeah. Like, again, we got to be gospel carriers. Like, we got to be image bearers where we're really going out and bringing this to other people mm-hmm. and raising people up. Uh, but also making sure that your well doesn't run dry because, I mean, that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. is a, a dry well is, is not good for for any drink. So yeah. just trying to make sure that we're good to go so that we can pour out to others. Sure. And and that's what we see with some of the disciple fails that we're saying are on our part where we're trying to pour out to these people. I'll speak for me personally. Like sure. I'm trying to pour out to these people, yet I'm, I'm going from a dry well because I'm trying to put out these fires and I'm not walking closely with Jesus. Yeah. And that's our and that's our part. Um, and, and there's another dimension of it, like we've talked about, which is their part. Um, yep. Are there any 
examples, no name drops. Uh, yeah. But yeah. are there any ways in your relationship that you have seen where, man, you can't take the burden of this because it's it's on them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the challenge. What you just described is is when they mess up, not taking on the burden to myself and be like, dang it, I'm the worst. Like, I, it's not working out. It's so discipleship is hard. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus spent three years with his dudes and they were still messing everything up. Mm-hmm. So like, like discipleship is going to be a hard process. Um, and so for me, I, I've had a couple instances, uh, well, several, uh, where discipleship has not gone the way that I had hoped. Uh, yeah. I had one guy that I discipled uh, years ago um, who just couldn't get honest mm-hmm. and literally ended up having a conversation with him being like, dude, like, I love you. I care about you. I want you to win. But you are being incredibly dishonest with just about everything you're sharing with me and with other people. And because you can't be honest, I can't really do a whole lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you got to get right there in order for me to be able to lead you. Yeah. Uh, and so even when I sit down, and I've mentioned this on our uh, discipleship episodes mm-hmm. where we really unpacked what discipleship looks like, um, but I've got three criteria for any time I'm discipling somebody. It's you got to be honest with me, yeah. Even when you mess up, like I'm not gonna bash you over the head because you messed up, but I will mm-hmm. be frustrated if you're dishonest. Sure. Uh, you got to be honest. Uh, you need to be consistent. Uh, so we're gonna meet every week, and I'm gonna create other touch points in your in your week for us to be able to get together. Uh, some of it's gonna be intentional. Some's just gonna be to hang. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, I want to have that relational equity when we have those hard conversations. Sure. Uh, and then the third thing is I need to have a voice in your life, which is another one that I've experienced where. Um, the guys that I've met with sometimes, man, they don't they don't want to step closer to Jesus. Like they don't want they're comfortable where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so no matter what I do to try to shepherd them and to lead them, they keep doing the same things. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, hey, listen, there's there's gotta be a point where the prodigal son like looks up, recognizes that he's in the pig pen trying to eat pig food, and he comes to his senses. Uh, and so for me, I just I need to realize when it's in that instance, and I'm not saying you just give up on people. This is way down the process mm-hmm. where they're doing the same thing and they're not they're not listening and they're not willing to seek counsel. Yeah. All right, then hey, I'm gonna let you do that. And when you're ready uh, to be to be led and mm-hmm. to be fed and to to be shepherded, um, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but if you need to come to your senses first with the pigs, mm-hmm. hey, praise God for the pigs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't force that upon somebody. Now, there's a responsibility that we have as disciple makers to bring it up and point it out. Sure. Um, but you can't force it upon somebody. Yeah. You can't force someone into that relationship. And so, like, I know um, one of the relationships that I had, um, it just kind of fell off. Like, you know, m- not much communication after uh, meeting up a couple of times and like relational equity was there. But I think the the glamour of a discipleship relationship of like, man, I want to, I want to continue to grow. Sure. Once there was actual actions that needed to happen, it it was hard to get behind. Mm -hmm. And so really stripping it away. Cause then, like you said, I put that on myself of saying, man, like, what did I do wrong? Or what is it about me that yeah, caused this relationship to to not work out. You know, it sure. feels like a breakup almost. You're like, a bit. is it is it me? Is it is it you? What happened? But really understanding that that's not my part. Like my part is to say, like, hey, we haven't been consistent on meeting up. You know, why is that? Um, and putting the ball in their court, having that responsibility of giving it to them, and then beyond that, you know, it, it's it's their part. 
and I can't take responsibility for that. Yeah. Um, and so that's one that's happened to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, would, I do want to create a distinction, yeah. right? Like, so between the, the, the concept of pursuing and chasing, mm-hmm. uh, because as disciple makers, we are called to be pursuers of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, like I'm going to be like the, the, the shepherd ran out for the lost sheep, right? He, like he left the 99, went out for the lost sheep, found the sheep, rejoiced, threw them over his shoulders, went back home and had a feast, mm-hmm. like threw a party. Uh, like we're meant to pursue people. Um, but I don't think that we're, we're meant to chase people. And here's what I mean by that. I mean that if they are actively running away, if you're chasing them, they're going to continue running away. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if they're just wandering lost, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to seek them, I'm going to pursue them, build that relationship, I'm going to help carry them home. Yeah. Uh, and so, so here's 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 the tough part is when I have somebody that maybe we've agreed to a discipling relationship, or maybe I'm just trying to lead them, and they're actively running away from the truth that uh, of the gospel and the relationship that I'm offering them. What I need to do is I need to say, Hey, listen, I'm here when you need me. Mm-hmm. And I love you and I care about you, but I'm not going to chase you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let them come to their, again, come to their senses mm-hmm. and come back to you. Or here's the other part, tough part, is there are some times where you're not the guy meant to, or girl meant to do it. Yeah. Right? Like it's maybe like, and that's the part where you, we can easily own it. Of just like a year later, they're getting discipled and thriving and maturing with somebody else. And you're just like, hey, well, dude, what's <laughs> like, wrong with me? Like, I tried so hard, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, I gave up family dinner for you. Like, mm-hmm. like, come on. And, uh, and recognize that, hold on, like, praise God. That's a like win. This, like, this is about souls and hearts. And what did you do? You tilled soil. Mm-hmm. You prepared the ground for somebody else to, yeah. to to water that seed and for it to grow up because God's the only one who controls what grows. Uh, and so we need to recognize that, and I need to recognize that is, is my responsibility and my control is on me. Mm-hmm. Like, God is going to be faithful. And so if I make sure that I'm planted by the streams and I'm maturing and I'm growing and I'm bearing fruit and I'm doing my part uh, and I'm pressing into those other relationships and I, I'm doing that as the commission calls me to, mm-hmm. well, hey, man, like everything else is on God. Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I, like I need to be faithful and do my part and then God is going to do the rest. And if the timing doesn't work out the way that I saw fit, that's okay. Praise him because it's how he saw fit. Uh, and I can rejoice in that. Yeah. Uh, easier said than done. Yeah, it really is. And one thing that you said that I think is uh, kind of our next point that we have, which really is how do I respond in these things? Mm. Like if I'm in that relationship and it's me who maybe I did something or maybe it's the other person and it's their part. Um, you talked a little bit about it of saying, you know, the chasing versus pursuing, like letting this person know and saying, sure. hey, if you're going to keep running, like I'm not going to chase after you. But when you're ready to come back or when you're ready to really deal with this, like, I'll be here for you. Yeah. Um, that's one way to respond. Uh, but what are what is really the response that we should have on either end of this? Yeah, he, he, here's the tough part. And this is something that we get uncomfortable with um, as people. It's not a Christian's thing. It, as people. It's a people thing. Is if you are not willing to have a hard conversation, you're not willing to be a disciple maker. Like, that is the hard truth of it. Uh, because if you are discipling somebody, there is going to be a time where you need to sit down and have a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean you're bashing them over the head. That The goal is not to make them feel like garbage. Uh, but it does mean that you're going to bring up some instances where it's like, hey, man, this isn't lining up, or this is uh, an area that doesn't look like Jesus, or, or I heard you say this, and I'm trying to understand what you meant. We're, we're willing to dive into those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, hey, dude, you haven't been consistent with meeting. Mm-hmm. 
And like this needs to be a priority for you because it's a priority for me. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to make it that like, hey, I understand, man, you do your thing. But this is a spot that's valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, And if if you're not willing to take it, I'm going to I need a disciple. Mm -hmm. Like I'm called to that. And so I'm going to take that spot and I'm going to give it to somebody else uh, because this is what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we're not willing to have those conversations, um, I would contend that we are not ready to be disciple makers. And when I say that, I say that loosely because we're all called to be. Sure. The call is there for every single one of us. Uh, And so it's less of a, we're not ready. And it's more like a challenge, like, hey, let's start having conversations about what it looks like to step into those hard conversations. Why are you afraid and so uncomfortable to to step into that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the truth is, if it's done in love, the most loving thing I can do for somebody is point out stumbling blocks. Yeah. Rather than letting him just fall on his face, you know? Yeah. Cause then they're going to keep stumbling. And what's really cool about that. It's, it's not, you don't bring up these things for the sake of saying like, Hey, I'm further along in my walk than you are, right. or like I'm more disciplined. Um, but being able to call somebody, uh, up instead of calling them out and saying, Hey, yeah. I want you to continue to mature. Like that's the whole point of discipleship. And so, if that's the case, there's certain things that are going to be stumbling blocks, and I want to point those out, like you said, so you don't stumble anymore. Yep. Yep. I love it, man. Uh, so I, I think that the takeaway today is a little different, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times we'll give our listeners homework. Um, yeah. Hopefully they, they do love it. it. I, I mean, man. Hard conversation. So, so Have you been doing many. it? Yeah, are, you, are you right now? Do it. You won't. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, this is a little bit less. Uh, I, I wanted this one, as we were talking through it, we really wanted it to be an encouragement mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't want there to be this facade that discipleship is easy. And like, so we come on here and we're like, hey, like, deci- like this is what we're doing. These are the mm-hmm. conversations you should be having. This is what it should Wrapped look like. Wrapped up in a little bow. Uh, and it looks all nice. And it's like, hey, no, 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 hold on. There's people involved. And so it's messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just recognize, hey, disciple fails happen. Um, and you're not going to have a 100% success rate if your definition is them following Jesus. It's not going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. didn't happen with Jesus. But you will have a 100% success rate if you're focused on your relationship with him and following the call that he has given you. Because really, your control is on you. Mm-hmm. You control you. Uh, and so are you going to be faithful? Are you going to abide? And are you going to be the disciple maker that God's called you to be, regardless of what they do with their part, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of that, are you going to live by the call that's been placed on your life? Yeah. And so if, if you've been walking through this and you're saying, man, this has been tough and like, man, I, I don't know, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Maybe it's because like I haven't discipled somebody before. I'm just so new to this. Again, like we hope you're encouraged by saying, hey, you're not alone. Like this is this is a people thing, um, but it doesn't mean that we should shy away from it and are not called to it because yeah. it's hurt uh, or it can be hurtful. Um, so really just again, hope you're encouraged um, and, and make sure if you get value out of these conversations, uh, that you like, and you subscribe and and leave us a comment. Like we love having these conversations and want to continue the dialogue. And so wherever you're watching, whether it's YouTube or Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, the radio on FM or AM, I don't think we're there. Are we Josh? Not yet. Not yet. If you do have complaints though, you can email me. I'm, I'm Bob at Bob dot com at scilifechurch.com <laughs> love it he's gonna love that uh but again thank y'all so much for listening and watching and we will catch y'all next week
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast 419. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on our website, podcast419.com. 